Hey, this is Randall. And this is John. From the Don't Wake the Kids podcast. You're listening to our favorite podcast, Weird. Weird. I hope you're ready for some funny. Ace Podcast. Weird. occurred to me what randall every time you play that at the beginning yeah he says are you ready for some what does he say get I, ready for no some, i hope you're ready for some fun i hope you're ready for some funny yeah. now is his mouth writing checks that our butts can't cash no no he's not saying get ready for some funny yeah he's just saying i hope you're ready for he's some not funny. but he's sort of insinuating that when you listen to the show it's going to be funny well yeah but you have to read that into it so he's clear we don't have to be he's funny. listened to the show right yeah he knows what we're what we're all about uh-huh yeah oh hey by the way this is craig hey craig Oh, no, well, this no, is you Aaron. Say who you are? I'm, my name is Aaron. Aaron, hi, nice to meet you. I'm nice Craig. to meet you too. And uh, this is this what is, is this is weird. This is your this is your, what's our little what's our thing? Our Bringing slogan? you the best, the best in weird news in coverage. weird news coverage because you can get weird because news coverage get weird as well. News coverage is elsewhere. I'm elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But we bring, bring it better. It better. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, we got a review. Yeah, we do How from Mary Beth. Mary Beth. Yeah, Mary Beth is at this moment. She, at this at this second, our favorite this listener. magic and moment. you know what other people can be our favorite listeners if they would just take the time to write us a review. Yeah, what she did was she left us a review here on 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 our Facebook page, which says, "Loving this podcast, I listen at work. I am an accountant, so I need some comic relief." I say so. Yeah, probably yeah. all numbers yeah. numbers yeah. make Jack a dull boy. Well, you know how boring um, that Carrie guy is. We know Carrie. Then he <laughs> hey, do accounting Carrie. type hey, stuff. Hey Carrie. Hi Carrie. <laughs> I lived in Nashville for ten years now. Ten, 10 years now and i am in louisville kentucky luckily for us kentuckians florida is the only state with weirdos lol keep up the good work first of all she adopted the kentuckian thing really quick she sure did because she you know she was a nashvillian for 10 years yeah but she's immediately left that behind yep. I'm, a, I'm a kentuckian now <laughs> um and florida they're not the only state with weirdos. They are actually, they just excel at it. They, they were really close. Uh, they were close to having two extra weirdos recently. Really? Yeah, Lori. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we were, uh, she uh, was. I'm not buying it. There was a job opening, and she thought about it. And I, I'm not sure right now where we're headed, but it it, it, it looks good for us staying here I, for a while. I told you already, there are Taco Bells here. Are there you really? You don't have to go to Florida. It's, it's Dairy Queen. Have you, had, have you had their new taco fry thing, their nacho fries? No, those those nacho fries. I know those nacho fries. <laughs> I saw somebody eating those today because I went to Taco Bell today. Did you? Yeah, I went to Dairy Queen today. Uh, I know, well, I as you, usual. You pulled up at the studio, the the alternate. Studio. We're at the alternate studio. You pulled up with a with a mouthful of of uh, Blizzard. Yeah, you actually took a photo of it. Yeah, but I, yeah. I didn't keep it. It was bad luck. Yeah. So um, <laughs> bad luck. Um, like throwing, um, like putting your hat on the bed. That's bad luck. Yes, you're not supposed to put your hat on a bed. Really? Ever yes. Where are you? What do you get look this? it up? Where, I'm not going to look that up. Don't put your hat on the bed. What if there's a spider on my bed? <laughs> like that segue? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What if there's? Oh yeah. Now you're catching up. Yeah. 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 Well, because from the from the makers of spiders will eat your face, 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 face comes the face, animal face, saga. Face, face, face. I'm just helping. Animal saga three. Uh, no, Animal Saga one, but it's got three say films. Saga this time. Uh, Animal Saga. It's got three films, including Spiders Will Eat Your Face, one of our favorites. Yeah. Hamsters, the history. Hamsters that eat your face. And uh, Goldfish Bowl. Goldfish Bowl. Death by your glass. Face. All this pet history, you can get it all on Amazon 
Or just go to BigWeaselLilWeasel.club. That's BigWeaselLilWeasel.club. That's BigWeaselLilWeasel.club. You don't know this, but I was I was talking with Mark this week. Yeah. Mark is the guy that, that is over all this. He, he put all these documentaries together. Right. And uh, he's really happy with our work. Good. I'm glad yeah. somebody is. Gives us thumbs up. I think some of our listeners may be uh, checking out Spiders Will Eat Your Face. All face, right, face, right, face, right, face. Right, right, right. Anyway, you got Top Story? Sure. Top Story. <laughs> Elon Musk is selling flamethrowers. I think everybody knows about that this week. Yeah. Says they will protect you against zombies or your money back. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome because that's pretty ironclad right there. Where are you on Elon Musk? Uh, I'm not so sure he's not maybe crazy. Really? Yeah. You think? The guy wants to put us in a pneumatic tube and shoot us across the, the, the continent. Well, why not? Why would you? Fast travel. What happens when you stop abruptly? You just disintegrate? No, you don't disintegrate. He's putting you in a vacuum tube is what he wants to do. I'll tell you this. The my, guy just marketed a flamethrower. All I knew about Elon Musk at this time last year was that he had SpaceX, which I'm, I love SpaceX. I'm so – that's one reason that I'm crazy about Elon Musk. But James, my son, is really a big fan of Elon Musk's. And he every once in a while he'll say, Dad, you got to hear this, and he'll put a speech on. But Elon Musk is – he's up there – with Steve Jobs he's in my dead? book. No, he's not dead. He's just a genius to me. Oh, I I don't know. You know the one problem I've had, if, if I was to be really honest, is yeah. that they've got a bad habit of, and I'm saying him because it's his company, bad habit with these Teslas of people putting money down really early to get these cars, and then they go back and raise the price. That kind of stuff. Well, Not delivering, not giving the price they're supposed to give. I just think that's kind of lame. Well, he... Uh, Here, we agree on this price. Oh, what, six months later, a year later? Oh, wait, by the way, i got to add a few thousand to that because we, could, we couldn't do it the way we were supposed to. Well, he's to. still aiming for $30,000 fully electric cars. Now, you're on the boat for electric vehicles. Not, not in a few months, I'm not. I'm going to go back to a hybrid. Well, I'm going to go to a hybrid. Are you from your electric? Yeah, I'm tired of... I'm tired of only getting 80 miles in range and having to yeah. stop to Did come, you hear, coming home to charge. Did you hear the fellow that got 420 miles out of his charge with his uh, Tesla? Oh, no. Did he really? Yep. 420 miles. Yep. It's a record What's it supposed so to get? He said that he had to go 18 miles an hour to get that. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> if my Leaf would do... They get 300 miles to the if charge. If my Leaf would get 200 on a charge, I'd yeah. be happy. But I right think... now, it's lucky to get 80... And it's getting worse, and I'm tired of having to stop. And it's, you can't go anywhere. It's just, and it's fine. It's always been a commuter car for me. Yeah. But I'm going to go to that, that, that 50 miles to the gallon in a Prius sounds very appealing. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I love my Prius. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's given me. I do. I've, got, I've seen the, 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 the pictures. You had a birthday party for it. Yeah, I did. It had a little yeah. hat on. It was happy. Some cake it was happy. It was Are you nice. going to get this store now? Oh, yeah. We were talking about something. Yeah. Elon Musk. That's right. The boring company is letting... Cu- That's sarcasm, by the way. Yes, it is. Is letting customers pre-order, quote-unquote, the world's safest flamethrower and founder Elon Musk took to Twitter Saturday night to guarantee the capability of the flamethrower to protect users from zombies. Yep. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> I think this is his quote. It is. I don't know where... I can't do... I don't know what he sounds like, so I can't really... <clears throat> When the zombie apocalypse happens, you'll be glad you bought a flamethrower. Works against hordes of the undead or your money back, Musk tweeted. Musk's infrastructure and tunneling company is offering 20,000 flamethrowers for a cool $500. They're sold out, by the way. I'm sure. The product, that's what we need, a bunch of people on the internet (laughs) receiving flamethrowers. The product's description says that a fire extinguisher will be sold separately for exorbitant, exorbitant, for lots of money. 
Which it's not. Exorbitant. Exorbitant. I just want. I really want to conquer that word. It was another. It's another Musk joke. What isn't? Tesla, SpaceX. Oh right. Yeah. Already, you've already shown. You yeah, pledged yeah. your love for all that. Yeah. Customers can pre-order the fire extinguisher for thirty dollars pre-order. A yeah. Fire extinguisher. <laughs> In a series of social media. According posts, to you, before they get it, they'll have to pay another three hundred dollars. Though that's exactly what'll out. happen. It'll be. We I pre-ordered this fire extinguisher for thirty dollars, and he's going to come up with a reason why it's going to be one hundred fifty now. Because he couldn't meet it. You just watch. You laugh. You watch and see what happens. In a, you look it up. Google it. <laughs> Google it. In a, I think he just did it on the recent car, too. The one that everybody was pre-ordering that wasn't even going to be out for like two It's or the three mid-range, years. Yeah. 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 I think he's, they've already pulled that on that, I think. Look that one up. They no, definitely did I'm it on not the looking first any one. of this up. In a series of social media posts, the Tesla and SpaceX CEO promoted the flamethrower with truly bizarre claims, including great for roasting nuts and guaranteed to liven up any party. Both of those are true. In a video posted on Instagram, Musk can be seen using the flamethrower in a hallway. That seems like a good example to set for people. He turns on the device and runs with the flame at the camera laughing because he's insane. No, he's not. People who purchase flamethrowers are not required to have a background check, and flamethrowers are not regulated by the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Musk also announced the February 6th launch date of the SpaceX's Falcon Heavy rocket on Saturday. You know what uh, else is a flamethrower? What? Can of hairspray and a lighter. Yeah, exactly. And anybody can get that down at the Walmarts. At the Walmarts. Yep. Or the Walgreens. Anywhere. Any of those places. Rite Aid. Uh, yeah. Kroger. Yeah. Publix. The Save-A-Lots. <laughs> Later, the boring company founder qualified claims... Uh, tweeting, the rumor that I'm secretly creating a zombie apocalypse to generate demand for flamethrowers is completely false, and you'd need millions of zombies for a so-called apocalypse anyway. Where would I even get a factory big enough to make so many? See, he's got a great sense of humor. I get that. Yeah, but whatever. I don't know. You know what that means. Maybe he should send us a flamethrower and I'll change my mind. We could, we could flame and throw some chicken. Put some chicken on a spit. Light that flamethrower up. I just buy it at the store already cooked. It's easier. I go buy it at the KFCs. Headline is KFC taps Reba McIntyre as next colonel breaking the gender barrier. I found this. Uh, I saw the commercial and I, yeah. found, I found it uh, amusing. Kind of amusing. Not me. I, I'm not a fan of her. No, me either but, at all. But I thought it was kind of weird like we expect from KFC. It was surreal. She can't hold a candle to Brody Doll. Who? Brody Doll. Who's Brody Doll? She's a singer. I don't know Brody Doll. Yeah, she's awesome. I don't get out a lot. But anyway, I'm not talking about singers. I'm talking about just the whole the whole presentation, the weird, like, she's feminine but dressed like Colonel Sanders. Yeah, and, it's bizarre. But the whole thing was bizarre like KFC would do. And I just found that the whole thing, it was weird. It was weird enough that it made me go, I feel uncomfortable, which <laughs> did its job. <laughs> exactly. Which true. is exactly what KFC. I said, when someone posted that on Facebook, my comment back was, KFC's marketing department is run by a bunch of teenagers, and it's awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's true. They and Burger King. we got a Burger King story coming up in the next episode. We're ruining two. everything. But the new colonel is a woman. KFC, the fried chicken chain run by Yum Brands Incorporated, has picked up singer Reba McIntyre to appear as Colonel Sanders in its latest marketing campaign. It'll only be for a few commercials anyway. Yeah, the first time a woman is portraying the mascot who honors the restaurant founder Harlan Sanders. The colonel was absent from the chain's marketing for decades before being revived in 2015. Since the comeback, KFC has tapped various male actors, including Ray Liotta, Rob Lowe. I did not know Ray Liotta or Rob Lowe. He was the first one, I think, Ray Ray Liotta. No, what's his face from Saturday Night Live? Um, No, he wasn't the first. 
I know yeah. you're talking about. No, he was the he guy was that like was second. one of the talented guys yeah. that left. And he's the one that thought he had a gig for, for months. Oh, really? Yeah, and then it's like it was a one-time thing. I heard him interviewed. So now, with the debate about gender diversity touching industries from Wall Street to Hollywood, Yum! has shifted course. So they let, um, I don't know, how do you, the political correctness kind of drive their decision to do this? I don't know. Something like that? Maybe it would, you gotta be somewhere. No. <laughs> I had a message. I was just so, making sure it went um, from family. So, so, he, I mean, I don't know. It's well, that's what a, this says. It's a weird idea. Why not? It's a, it says now with a debate about gender diversity touching industries. It, it just feels Maybe. to me that they, it might they have caved. Been. They but caved. I, I, would, I would think it's hysterical if they had a man dressed up as Aunt Jemima on a commercial or something. That would be funny to me. Ain't your mama on the pancake box? <laughs> no, not my mama. Your mama. McIntyre, a member of Country Music Hall of Fame, appears in ads touting KFC's new Smoky Mountain barbecue chicken. Well, that fits. But they should have had, you know, Dolly Parton. Should have been it then. I don't want to see Dolly Parton dressed up as a man. No, I don't want to see Reba McIntyre I mean, dressed up as a man. Seeing her dressed up that way too, but and I'm not a Reba fan. No, I'm not either. We've already been over that. I mean, I'm not saying she's not talented. She's you know can act. I mean, I like the first Tremors. I oh, she was great in Tremors, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. And uh, before they made like 15 of them, and yeah, then, um, none of them good except number one. Number one's so awesome. It is. And um, you know, I just. I, I don't know. I just I'm not a I'm not a fan. I'm of course I'm not a huge country music fan. Well, I like country. I may music. lose my my Tennessee card. I like I like country music. But it's probably number ten on my slot of music likes, but I don't turn it off if somebody you know wants to hear something. Really? Yeah, I'll remember that. We've been pub. I like Brody Doll much better than country music. I don't know who that is. Oh my goodness. We've been publicly talking uh, for a while about the fact that anyone who embodies the spirit of the Colonel is qualified to play this role. Said the chain's chief marketing officer. What, who, what's that person's name? Andrea Zumaneski. Zumaneski. There you go. Her southern roots are a perfect fit. So, anyway, I think everybody's. I haven't seen the commercial. I've seen a, a still shot of it. I don't watch commercials really. Skip right uh, through. Is, them. Does Yum also own Burger King? They don't own Burger King. No, no. no. That's, that's Burger a, King's marketing is is yeah, better. Burger King's than actually me. that Canadian company. They're, they're the, the best. Yeah. Oh really? You just you just put that out there. Burger King is the best. You're declaring it right I now. I had a Whopper this week. I had a double Whopper with cheese. <laughs> yeah, I got a little giddy about it too. Wow. Yeah. You're so excited yeah. about that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, hey, hey, this just in. What do you got? Passenger. Turned- oh, I'm glad you got this one. Why? Just because. Passenger turned away from two flights after wearing 10 layers of clothing to avoid luggage fee. I saw the picture. It was pretty funny. Now, now I am, on, and we have a bit of audio to go with this, but I, I'm on the side of the guy. I'm, on, I'm against the airlines on this one. Well, anytime there's anything going on between anybody, even like a really bad person and the airline, yeah. always side against the airline. Yeah. Because they're pretty much... <laughs> this guy know, I thought was a good sport. Except maybe if it was Southwest, because I like Southwest. They're like, you got to pay for that bag. He said, all right, I'll be right back. And he goes and puts <laughs> everything funny. on, send it. Well, this man was traveling from Iceland to London. He was turned away from British Airways flight after he wore eight pairs of pants and ten shirts to avoid paying for excess luggage. (laughs) Ryan Carney Williams, who goes by the name Ryan Hawaii. That's right. Was due to fly from Keflavik. Keflavik. That's right. Oh, that's so hard to say. Airport on Wednesday when he was refused a boarding pass by the airline. He was reportedly stopped from boarding his flight back to the UK after he pulled I'm sorry, after he put on all the clothes that would wouldn't fit in his checked luggage. Uh 
Taking to his social media page. First thing I thought this is talking. I was like, why are you talking to his social media page? <laughs> talking to it. Taking to his social media page to document the debacle, Mr. Hawaii. Mr. Hawaii. I'm talking like you now. Mr. Yeah. Hawaii tweeted at uh, British Airways. Hi, being. I guess that's supposed to be British Airways Hawaii. Being held at Iceland Kevlavik Airport because I had no baggage, put all the clothes on, and they still won't let me on. Racial profiling? Really? What? Profile much? That's what I'd put. Profile much? Sadly for Mr. Hawaii, uh, the ordeal did not end there after he was turned away from a second flight with EasyJet on the following day. And he recorded part of his uh, little little debacle here. Can you explain? Can you explain why I can't get on the flight? Can you explain? Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Why am I? Why can't I fly? Why can't I fly? You're not allowed to fly. Do, do we have to call the police? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Come on, guys. If needs be, yeah. You I haven't done anything wrong. You cannot. He made me dress like this. I side with him on this. Me too. Absolutely. Only because they're not giving a good reason. No. And they're jerks. They were being jerks about it. So that's all we got there. So anyway. I'm not going to make friends saying this, but isn't that kind of a British thing? Yeah, you said I think so. jerks. That's just kind of, you know. Maybe. I don't think so. No, I don't know a lot. Look at the doctor. Doctor Who. Uh, he's a fictitious character. Yeah, but he's not a jerk at all. Friends I know that have lived there tell me that it's not that far off from Monty Python. Well, they don't have great, uh, the best dental care. That's all I know. No. Social skills. <laughs> that too. I, I've told you these stories. Yeah, you have. You have. Well, I got a headline here. We should get my friend Kevin sometime to call in and tell us the stories about living in England. Well, why not? We can do it. It's our podcast. Headline is. That um, is also true. Amer- oh, do you ever do yoga? Try not to. I eat yogurt. That's different, though, isn't it? I, you know what? I, would you don't, do, I don't see you doing downward dogs. I'd like to do the yoga, the yoga with the uh, baby goats, the goat yoga. I'll do yoga only if I can be labeled as a white supremacist or a, or a racist. That goes right with our story. Funny how that worked. Americans who practice yoga contribute to white supremacy, Michigan State University professor claims. White people who do a downward-facing dog are contributing to a system of power, privilege, and oppression, according to Michigan State Have University. I not said it? If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. What? We are just racist. If we're going to do... We can't do yoga because we're racist. Yeah. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sharon Gandhi, a religious study professor at Michigan Shrina? State... Whatever. Claims in an article she recently co-authored that Americans who practice yoga are contributing to white supremacy and promote the yoga industrial complex. What about other races that do yoga? Is it just the white people that I do yoga? I just imagine feeling threatened by a bunch of white people, but they're, <laughs> but they're approaching you doing yoga stances. Yeah, they're doing like cart, <laughs> real slow cartwheels towards you and things. White Americans, Balancing on two, you know, on two hands or whatever. White Americans should learn yoga's lesson, acknowledge the cultural appropriation they engage in, and possibly reduce the cost of yoga classes. If I hear the term cultural appropriation one more time i'm gonna punch someone in a throat in their throat remind me not to say it i am so sick and tired of hearing this <laughs> every time you do if it aren't we as americans aren't we a bunch of different cultures anyway you know what she titled her paper yoga in the roots of cultural appropriation <laughs> don't hit me oh <laughs> with with lily wolf who's her, her co-author co-author i bet she's, uh, a, wolf. she's a self-described I bet she's a wolf, wolf anti-racist white jewish organizer facilitator and healer who has called for decolonizing yoga. So I'm not going to read the rest of the story because this is right up there. And I hope that I, this isn't one of our stories. This is right up there with the lady 
screaming at Walmart trying to sue them saying that they're they're racist because they're keeping her hair extensions locked up. <laughs> no, I almost printed that one, but no, that's not because added. oh, I don't know because the store has a lot of theft in that area. There you so go. They keep Bingo. It up. Yeah. Bingo. Did you win? And if we, yeah, I did with a uh, B7. But if they would go to our store, they'll give me a five. They could get all the hair extensions they wanted for five bucks. I saw a bunch of those. Hair extensions. I thought, I think about buying some and building like a wig. Why not? Yeah. A weird wig. I saw an ad on uh, Craigslist or something for, uh, it was like 60 plus wigs. And it literally was a picture of just a pile of nasty wigs. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know what? How many times have I been in a situation where I said, I wish I had about 60 to pick from? I bought a wig one time, a real one, like at a wig shop for a for a Halloween costume. I'm glad you explained. It was uh, 1984. No, 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 no. It was 86. Doesn't 86. Matter. Yeah, 1986. I can't scrub that from my I head. I was Charlie Chaplin. Looked great. I won. Matter of fact, I won top prize. You had hair anyway. Not so black. What? That's racist. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, yeah. This just in. Half ton of undelivered mail found in Italy uh, postman's garage. A half this has happened ton. before. It happens often. Um, in Rome, Italians fed up with their the country's lousy postal service may now have found a culprit. Police said they discovered nearly a half a ton of undelivered mail in a rogue postman's garage. Imagine the important items in a half a ton of mail. I mean, you've got. I know. I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's just letter size or if it's like all kinds i don't know i would think letter size because that's a lot to hold on to if it wasn't uh, yeah maybe the postal police the postal police what if, come to the door please the, the postal police what, what if they went through it though and it was all junk mail he, he just hadn't delivered the junk mail yeah what about it he'd be a hero then yeah yeah that is true yeah the police the postal police still love that come out with your letters up <laughs> come on now Stamp him, Charlie. <laughs> the postal police said the 573 kilogram stash in the Vicenza home of the 56-year-old postman was the biggest seizure of mail ever undertaken in Italy. The missing mail had been collected for the past eight years wow. and included utility bills, uh, bank statements, old phone books, and political propaganda mailings from the 2010 regional elections. Police oh. were tipped off. That's how it started. His whoever was against his party, yeah, yeah, he he took their mail and there you go. He wasn't delivering it. Police, you were always on the case, man. Though. I'm telling you, police were tipped off when volunteers from a recycling center reported receiving 25 big yellow containers from the postal <laughs> service with mail with mail still inside. It's hard to not to say mail when you're from the south. Yeah, mail with mail still inside. The postal police say the mail will now be delivered to its rightful owners a few years later. Great. Yeah, great. I get I get some insurance papers from, from three years ago. I had something show up here the other day. It never happens. I've only maybe happened once or twice in my life. It shows up in a loose, like a plastic bag, and the, the mail is inside, and it's just destroyed. <laughs> it finally made it to me, and it was something completely stupid. I'm thinking, why bother? You know, I, our mail... It, it, our mail system in this little town we live in is much better than it used to be, but I used to get my neighbor's mail all the time. They get my, it's terrible. It makes me think, what am I missing? What am I not getting? Yeah. Where well, you're not getting a update? lot. Give us the update. We want the update now. Where is the update? Where is it? Give us the update. We want it. We want the update now. So that means that we have a weird news update. This ends kind of abruptly. That kind of bothers me a little bit. <sighs> You and you've got all these rules about our theme songs, and I, I break every one of them just to get at you. Anyway, Todd Pod Challenge 
Oh, headline is Tide Pod Challenge spawns culinary trend, tasty and safe to eat Tide Pod donuts. That's just. Would you per- eat a Tide Pod donut? That's just perpetuating the whole thing. It really is. Well, they got know, pizzas now. I saw a video this week. It was a donuts with ice cream in the middle. Ooh. They, they Krispy like, Kreme? No, they put like nah. they put it in the the little like uh, where, where the hole is. No, it was like a, like a it looked like a jelly filled you know solid no hole in the middle. But they put like the ice cream on the bottom half, put the top on the thing, and then they put the cooker down on it and it sealed it all up and cooked it. You brought it out. It was it's a hot. baked Alaskan donut. It was basically yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd try that with a Krispy Kreme. The Tide Pod Challenge is a social media fuel trend. We've been over this three times already. Which I wish we'd stop. Involves typical teenagers eating the single. You know, we had some Tide Pod tides this <laughs> Tide Tide Pods this week that we used uh, in our detergent, and I looked at one. You used it in your detergent. You <laughs> used it in your laundry. Yeah, machine. we we throw it in the laundry. I was doing the laundry. I picked one up and looked at it. Did you taste it? No, but it looked kind of good. <laughs> because it looks like some jelly-filled yum-yum. Inspired by this alarming trend. Alarming? <laughs> wake and bake donuts. In they Cal- woke. Wake and bake donuts in California Beach, North Carolina. California Beach, North <laughs> what Carolina. What is wrong with me? You know, I had a nap today. That's, that's what's throwing me off. I'm refreshed. Inspired by the alarming trend. Wake and bake donuts in Carolina Beach, North Carolina. And the Missouri-based chain Hertz Donuts have introduced Tide Pod Donuts. Do they hurt? No, they do not. The deep-fried pastries are topped with a detergent-packed iconic orange and blue swirl made from a sugary cream, not a poisonous detergent. I know they think they're being funny, but they're not helping the situation. One of of our millennial employees named Caitlin decided to take a moment to teach the youth the difference. No, they youth is what it says. It does. Teach the youth the difference between what to eat and what not to eat. Wake and Bake Donuts wrote on its Instagram page, along with a photo of the edible treat. This is a donut. You can eat this. Tide is for laundry, silly. Available at our Carolina Beach location today. They Dan- thought they were so cute. It is that. cute. Danny yeah. Danny Tangretti, or something like Tangretti. that. Tangretti. Owner of Wake and Bake Donuts, told uh, WECT in Wilmington, North Carolina, I definitely didn't think we would make a Tide Pod donut, but I also didn't think people would eat Tide Pods. <laughs> And, wow. And Caitlin Gashwin, the employee who created the donut, told the, the TV station, <laughs> I thought in a fun, joking way that we could tell people they shouldn't be eating Tide Pods. I also thought that maybe my boss would give me a raise because <laughs> I'm so clever. Hey, clever. We got a marketing department now. We go from lost mail and Tide Pods to stolen chocolate. A you lot. You want to ruin my headline by telling me a, a lot. It's a lot. A lot. It's a lot. This just in. German police hunt thieves who stole 44 tons of chocolate. That's so much chocolate. That's a lot of chocolate. German chocolate's good. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Berlin. Let me see your papers. Do you have your Let chocolate me. papers? Do you got the papers for the chocolate? <laughs> Berlin. Police say two truck trailers loaded with 44 tons. That's 48 and a half U.S. tons. Why so their tons there, are different. Why is there a difference? They've got to be different. Just to be different. Yeah. Uh, 44 tons of chocolate were stolen in southern Germany, and there's no sign of the sticky-fingered perpetrators. See what they did there? Yeah. Where are you going to put 44 tons? In my belly. <laughs> Police said Monday the trailer is packed with 400,000 euros. That's $496,000 worth of chocolate were stolen from an industrial park in Freiburg on Friday night. One was found Saturday hauled by a Polish truck. Well, that's just... What? Why don't they just profile? It's what a you, Polish truck. What do you call a Polish truck driver? With don't, no, <laughs> you don't. That's not appropriate. Okay, 
you don't say that kind of stuff. Are you sorry? Did you hear about the Polish? No, you don't. You <laughs> don't. We, you don't. No, you don't get to do that. That drown. One was found Saturday, hauled by a Polish truck that had stopped at the rest area near the German-French border. The driver fled on foot, and the trailer was still full of the stolen chocolate. Can we stop for just a second? Because I want our listener to know that they're missing five minutes of hilarity because you're not going to let me include it. Yes, <laughs> that's all that needs to be said. I have to be the voice of reason, and I have to call it quits to certain things. Oh, and, uh, man. I just, it, it, I was, anyway. The second trailer was found in Lar. Lair, Lar, you also lar. near the border with France. Two thirds of the chocolate lar, and the thief were gone. On far. Police say they've launched a search for the thieves and are appealing for any witnesses to come forward. Uh, I'd be pocketing some chocolate. Forty-four, actually forty-eight and a half tons of chocolate as we know it. That's a lot of chocolate. That's a lot of chocolate. Let's go from chocolate to, to Nutella. Well, you would have been part of this. The Nutella promotion Nutella. that led to riots. France has strict rules about the size of discounts that retailers can put on products outside of official sales periods. That's weird, isn't it? That's odd. That's weird. Last week, shoppers at Intermarché shops jostled to buy heavily discounted chocolate and hazelnut spread. Mm. It had been discounted by 70%, from four fifty to $1.40. A dollar forty, basically, and they were the big jars too. And here they would have only made them; they, they would have only been eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> police were called when people began fighting and pushing one another. They had to call the police because this Nutella sale led to a riot. Now I want some Nutella. They are like animals. A woman had her hair pulled. An elderly lady. Wait, that's not French. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> the elderly lady took a box to her head. Another one I don't had know a what bloody that is hand. either. One of the customers told the French media, France's Consumer Protection and Anti-Fraud Agency said on Monday its investigation would judge whether the promotion legally counted as a sale or whether it was an instance of product dumping. Yeah, Dump it in my backyard. (laughs) I'll take that one. Minister of Agriculture Stephanie Travert, who is currently pushing for a law that would limit discounts to 34%. What is this? How do you limit discounts? Yeah, how about this is an example of the government needs to keep their mouth out? Absolutely. Keep, just shut up. She's reported to be furious about the affair. She's she, mad. She furious. Nutella's makers, Ferraro, said, Ferraro? That, said that they regretted last Thursday's violence, but noted that the discount had been unilaterally decided by Intermarché, the Inter- store. Intermarché. Yes, Intermarché. Yeah, see. Uh, what? That's not even right. That's, that's Spanish. I know. That's all I had. <laughs> yeah, see, see. Kale boom, boom. Kale boom, so, boom. So, um, yeah, here's the deal. You're going to have riots if you start messing with people's Nutella. Yeah. Why don't you resolve that by never messing with people's Nutella? Yeah. Or why don't you just drop this law that says stores can't discount as much as they want? How about if they... Oh, well... I don't know. I guess I'm. I, I don't understand it. I, I don't mean, get it. If they pay for the stuff, they want to resell it for whatever. Absolutely. Leave them alone. Yeah. Hey, what? this just in: fire caused by man trying to thaw a pipe with open flame. Now, when I first read this story, I thought, well, "Here we go again. Somebody with the blowtorch, you know, like they killing a spider or something." But I remember working with my dad one winter in our attic with the blowtorch thawing our pipes. So I guess it's not dumb. You know, pops. Nobody said that wasn't dumb. <laughs> <laughs> There was in, in, insulation all around, and I've I mean, ne- I've never had to deal with that. Yeah, we had copper pipes, and we were up there with a blowtorch, trying to thaw them out, and it worked. They were in the attic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not under, running under the house. No, both. We had it was a two story house, so there were some upstairs, some down. That's bizarre. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yep. But don't let anybody say that wasn't a good story because it really was. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that I can understand this this happening. Let's take this to Bangor. I'm not going to use a blowtorch to kill a spider. Fire officials. Why not? Well, why would I? Why wouldn't you? I don't. Fire officials in Maine say a tenant attempting to thaw a frozen pipe with an open flame caused a house fire. Fire crews were called to the scene in Bangor early Saturday morning to find the house full of heavy smoke. Bangor Assistant Fire Chief Matt Costello. Bangor. Bangor. What did I say? Bangor. I said Bangor. Banger. Bangor, Maine. You think it's Banger? It's Bangor, Maine. Yeah, man. Okay. Bangor. To me, it looks like Bangor. Al Gore. Does he? Okay. (laughs) I I don't know where we're going with this. I'm just going to. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so fine, Banger. Is it Banger? Yeah, it's Banger, Maine. Like Bangor. That's okay. I don't, at least that I'll, sounds like somebody who's related to Count Dracula. At least oh, I, uh, Bangor. At least I don't say Saga and McDonald's and Pitcher. <laughs> Costello. And Abbott. Uh, really? Really? Yeah, well, really? shut that down real quick. <laughs> Costello says crews were delayed because the tentant, the tentant, I can't, tentant. I'm, I'm flustered now. What that is the wrong ring, with you? I don't know. I've been around you too long. <laughs> Costello says crews were delayed because the tenant did not immediately call 911, instead attempting to extinguish the fire himself. He had one of those uh, boring company fire extinguishers, 30 bucks. Right. Costello says the fire was contained in about an hour and two firefighters suffered minor injuries. Officials urge people not to use an open flame to thaw pipes. Headline is Georgia man at Waffle House screams, I'll go to jail over some barbecue sauce. And he does. Okay. He does. There was a uh, condiment-related commotion at a Macon Waffle House the other night. In the wee hours of Tuesday morning, a guy sat down at the counter of the Riverside Drive Diner, which lies just west of Interstate 75 near Pierce Avenue. You know the one I'm talking about, right? The one over by Pierce Avenue? Right, that one. Yeah, he was perched on a stool, and the man ordered his food. A spicy stir ensued, Craig. That's what they wrote here. This is the, the po- poet poetic journalism i yes, like it that's what we like three women who worked there later told police that the fellow asked for some barbecue sauce the women one of whom was named basil informed him that they had none why'd they include that one who was, <laughs> was named basil that's just an interesting name for somebody it's, it's who works a, you know, you in know. a restaurant a bibb county sheriff's report of the episode notes that the men then the man then began screaming obscenities and insulting the workers trying to create conflict saying things such as i wouldn't blank ask you if I didn't know you had it. So he's saying, you got it, and I know you got it. He wants the barbecue sauce. The man report, reportedly added, I'll go to blank jail over some barbecue sauce. So he did. He went to jail. The remarks, the report goes on, caused the employees and customers to fear for their safety. When the cops got to the Waffle House, the man uh, who was accused of causing the disturbance, Willie Edward Drake. Oh, Willie Edward. Yeah, Willie Ed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Age 43, was said to be uncooperative and disorderly. Where is the update? Give us the update. We want the update now. Where is the update? Where is it? Give us the update. We want it. We want the update now. See, it just ends. It just, I like it. I like the Where new update. Where is the update? It's, it's better than what we used to have. That's true. We didn't have anything, did no, we? No, we didn't. Had nothing. Well, we still got nothing. <laughs> no, we got something. What do we got? An update. Oh, yeah, right. Hey, yeah. you know that Hawaii false missile alert thing? Shoot, yeah. We've covered it like three times now. Story seems to be changing a little. Oh. Hawaii's false missile alert sent by a worker who thought an attack was imminent. 
The Hawaii employee who sent out a false alarm earlier this month warning of an incoming missile attack said he misheard a message played during a drill and believed a ballistic missile was actually heading for the state, according to federal investigation. Now, this thing smells. It smells fishy. This whole story since well, it started. Well, it, it, what it is is the, the, the local government's been lying about it, trying to yeah. cover Now they're caught lying because now they're telling the truth's coming out. Yep. This contradicts the explanations previously offered by Hawaii officials uh, who have said the January 13th alert was sent because the employee hit the wrong button on the drop-down menu. Uh, the cell phone alert sent to Hawaii residents set off a wave of panic. Wave, like oceans. Yeah, yeah, they were surfing on it. Uh, across the state, coming as heightened tension with North Korea has fueled fears of nuclear attacks on the United States. To make matters worse, the alarming message blaring, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii, <laughs> seek shelter immediately, this is not a drill, went uncorrected for an agonizing 38 minutes. 38 minutes. Authorities were apologetic after uh, what the governor called a terrifying day when our worst nightmares appeared to be coming uh, to become a reality. Uh, the governor and uh, refused to try to say his name. I don't Hello, like governor. Uh, the governor and other officials on Tuesday's released uh, Tuesday released the findings of an internal state investigation into the incident. This report made public on Tuesday said the employee has been a source of concern to other staffers for over 10 years. The employee who has been fired has confused real wor- world events and drills uh, on at least two separate occasions, according to um, the report. In addition, to this person being fired last week. Uh, I keep messing up my screen. Uh, the head of the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency resigned Tuesday morning. I think this is a this is a uh, cover up. Cover up. I agree. This is, this is a. It this smells. Is, this is a red herring. It stinks to high heavens. Yeah, it does. I think there's more. I wish you had this next story. You mean you just go ahead? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and do the, do the next story? Um. Why? Why do you always pick the ones you think I'll be? Because this has to do with support animals. Oh, <laughs> get me started about the support animals. Woman denied emotional support. Oh wait, this just in. A woman denied emotional support. Peacock. Uh, <laughs> she's denied that on the United flight. Kevin. <laughs> and finally, at least they denied it. They denied it. They said, you know what? Enough is enough. Birds, you come in here with your pigs. I know. It's stupid. Your iguanas. Birds. They need to. They need to. Make a law that narrows it down to a particular animal, cat, dog, and it has to go through some kind cat of cat dog, cat dog, a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, uh, it has to go be a cat or a dog. Why cat? Cat. Can't, I'm, I'm trying to be. Let's just do dogs. I'm, I'm trying to canines. Give, trying to give options. You can have canines. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Let's just, for my sake of argument here, let's just say cats or dogs, and there has to be a, a verification process or some kind of exactly qualification, a, a quali- license. I said qualification. You got to have a license. Qualification. Yeah, you have to do something other than just because they. I was even hearing about people just buying the vest online. Yeah, online you anything. can. You Where can do you get a peacock vest? <laughs> it's shiny. Birds of a feather may flock together, but United Airlines recently shot down one traveler's request to bring her emotional support peacock on a flight departing Newark Liberty International Airport. What kind of world are we living in? Live and let fly reported earlier (laughs) this week that even though the unidentified woman claimed that she had a second ticket for the peacock, the airline denied her request. A spokesman, a spokesperson for the uh, United Airlines further tells Fox News that the traveler with the peacock uh, they were told they would not be able to bring it on board. Can't bring that thing on this plane. Like, you might, like what are you going to do with a peacock? Anyway, <laughs> this animal did not meet guidelines for a number of reasons, including its weight and size. We explained this to the customer on three separate occasions. What if you were sitting in a seat and there were two open seats beside yeah, you? Peacocks have attitude. This lady comes in and plops a peacock yeah, down. What happens as soon as he's right beside you? What happens the first time he spreads those feathers out? They take up the entire. <laughs> You'd cabin. be going. Pff, 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 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those things are huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah, huge. <laughs> um, we explained this to the customer on three separate occasions before they arrived at the airport, said United in a statement. Photos of the unusual scene were shared on uh, to Facebook by travel talk show The Jet Set, sparking online commenters uh, to both condemn and champion United's decision. Unbelievable. This has to stop now. Agreed. One wrote, I agree. I'll take the majestic peacock over five plus dogs that have attacked my coworkers just this past <laughs> holiday season. Another supposed airline staffer fired back. Is that an attack dog or is that a support dog? I don't know which. <laughs> The news comes on the heels of Delta's controversial crackdown of emotional support and service animals on January 19th. The airline announced forthcoming restrictions in hopes of curbing an abuse of policy and an 84% increase in ill animal behaviors such as urinating, oh, defecating, biting, and attacks on How about fecal surprise, man? Fecal surprise. Be, Wish a, we had that sound still. We don't, but we got this one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Goes out to J Sharp. No. Watch out! <laughs> Watch out! Oh, the snake! I don't know who sings this, but I can picture him real well. He'll probably call us one day. <laughs> he said, the snake man. Freaky snake Headline is, Crocodile and Snakes Found in Essex Home by Police During Drug Raids. Police found a four-foot crocodile when they carried out a drugs raid on a He's house tall. in Essex. <laughs> Officers discovered the spectacled ch- Chayman, ch- Cayman, Cayman? Cayman? The, the spectacled Cayman in a bedroom of a house uh, along with uh, 16 live snakes, toads, and spiders. Police said the animals were in very poor condition and the crocodile was in a tiny pen next to a bed. Dangerous wild animals were among the snakes, including a cobra, a Madagascan hognose snake. Oh, not the hognose. The, the Madagascan hognose. Oh, no, no, no. The RSPCA. RSPCA. No, RSPCA. Was to- was told, uh, was called in and specialist handlers removed the animals from the property. Detective Inspector Steve Detective Nelson. Inspector. Yeah, Steve Nelson of the Kenton Essex Serious Crime Directory said Directorate. the reptiles were held in very poor conditions and sadly a number had died. Sadly? I don't think so. If those snakes well, maybe, are gone, well, I mean, you know, those they, that survived are now exactly the most natural way. <laughs> they're now in the care of the RESPCA. So they there you go. go you? So they, they went in for a drug bust and ended up finding alligators, crocodiles, snakes, oh, ze- zebras, bears. All kind of weird stuff. It's time for the Mark Patch Top 10. What do we got this week? I hope Mark appreciates that he has his own little top 10. Man, I've been talking to Mark a lot this week. We've been talking Cheap Trick. You know, he feels about Cheap Trick the way I do about the greatest rock band in the history of the world, REO Speedwagon. And I love Cheap Trick, too. You know, REO had a little song, Roll With The Changes. They had a couple of hits, and everybody listened to A couple to hits? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're an okay band. They're not like the greatest band on the planet. They got a 10-time ten, a ten platinum album. Let me tell the listener something. 10-time platinum. Me, let me tell the listener something here real quick. Who else has a 10-time platinum let me, album? Let me tell the listener this. This is nothing new. For the past 40 years, <laughs> he has talked about this band. 
Lori reminds me of that every time I bring him up. For at least the past 35 years, he's yeah. talked about this band. Well, they're just... They're just they're no, almost 40, because it was probably 78 or se- 79 or 80 when uh, uh, High Infidelity came out. High Infidelity came out in 1981, but before no. that... Yeah, yeah, before that, we had Tuna Piano, You Can't Tune a Fish, yeah. which is amazing, Nine Lives. Well, which I had is, High Infidelity on 8-track, that's all I remember. Well, that's a great, great purchase you made there. Ten times platinum. That's a lot of sales, man. Don't let it go. Go. (laughs) It's got to change the track right in the middle of the song. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It faded out. At least it fade out and fade back in. Not always. Yeah. Not always. Hey, top 10 most overhated movies of the 2000s. Not overrated. Overhated. Yes. Movies that got a lot of hate from the 2000s decade that honestly weren't that horrible or aren't that horrible. And we're going to find out that's true. Yeah, we're We're going to find out. We're going to find out. You know what? I haven't seen... I don't know that I've seen any of these, to be be honest uh, with you. No, I have seen one. I've seen two of these. I've seen a few of these. I've seen two. I've seen a few of these. Number 10, Shark Tale. I did not watch this one, but my kids watched it. Was that like a spinoff of... No, it was just another... Dory? It was, it, no. Okay. No, it was a... It was... There was Finding Nemo. Shark Tale was kind of on the same... That's what I'm talking about. Was it was on the same like, boat, if you will. Different different uh, studios, nothing, right? Yeah, nothing to do with... Yeah. So, Finding Nemo exploded... And then they said, well, I, let's make a fish movie. I don't know. I don't, all right, I don't all know right. how far in advance they're working on them. Number nine of the ten most overhated movies. I've never seen this. It's Eddie Murphy, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. No, I think I'd like to see it. I don't know that I can sit through it. Number eight I disagree with. Number eight, X-Men, The Last Stand. That is the one where, is that the one where they're young? I haven't seen it. I think so. I haven't seen that I one. I think that's the right one. I kind of enjoyed that one. Number seven. Garfield the movie didn't see now, it. Now the funny thing about that one we've talked about before is Bill Murray did that movie because he thought when he saw the script or was offered it he thought it was the Cohen brothers. Oh, are you serious? But it was, the guy's name was like Ethan Cohen or Joel Cohen, one of the Cohen names, but it was spelled Cohen was spelled differently. It was a How different funny. Cohen. So that's he went and awesome. Did it, but I couldn't imagine anybody else trying to do that. That's that's good trivia. But but that but that's but no matter what the, I've never seen the movie. What what if the Bill Co- Murray would it, imagine Bill perfect. Imagine if the Coen brothers decided to do that movie. How that, good it would be. be. Well, it would be very weird. <laughs> Number 6 Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. I might have seen it but they all seem the same. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. Number 5. Now, I found this movie kind of funny. Well, a lot of people were were commenting on this one uh, saying it was it was pretty good. Um it's got uh, Harvey Keitel as the devil. Yeah. Uh it's um uh, what's his face? Who we're talking? Adam about? Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah. It's little Nicky, and he's the devil's son, and he's like the stepchild. Basically, he's like you know he has to go back. Anyway, he, has to, he keeps dying, coming back. He's I forget what the whole storyline is. It's totally stupid. Well, his movies I'm not usually defending are. It as being a great. But they're movie. hilarious. I'm not saying it's a great movie, but it was kind of funny. What's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? I won't go back and watch it. Happy Gilmore. Either Happy Gilmore or Wedding Singer. One of those. Wedding two. Singer is so good. I love. They're both good to me. Uh, probably. Happy Gilmore had me laughing in tears in the theater. Yeah, it was. It's it very me. funny. Uh, number four, Craig's favorite high school musical. I'm sorry, yeah. that's in there. Um, to I didn't want to. I hurt had you. to talk. With, I had to talk with my daughter about High School Musical because Zac Efron. Yeah, he's in the he's, Greatest Showman. He's in, he's in Greatest Showman. Yeah, have you seen it? No, but I and, want to. Um, and I told her, I said, "Well, this kind of Greatest Showman kind of uh, vindicates him from the whole, you know, kind of." He'll do a musical in a heartbeat, won't he? Well, the thing is, he's talented. And, yeah. and the thing is, that High School Musical, I kind of laugh at whatever, blah, 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 Disney crap. But then he did The Greatest Showman. He's a, he's grown up now. Yeah. The Greatest Showman. He's fantastic. And yeah. I told her, I said, well, I got to, you know, we're going to let that whole High School Musical thing slide because he's proven himself now. Greatest yeah. Showman. And I'm not, I, I, didn't, I didn't go expecting, I didn't really want to go. Yeah. Loved it. See, I want to see it. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. 
All right, we're up to number three. Of the ten most overhated movies. Now, this is not true. This is probably a good reason to hate it. I defended this next one. For, I liked a, it okay. I defended it for a long time. You know which one this is, though? Which one? This is the Ang Lee one. Yeah? With, um, what's, uh, Ban, uh, Ban, Eric Banya? Yeah. Ban- Banna, whatever. Yeah. I've seen parts of this one. Okay, this isn't the Edward Norton one. Oh, okay. No, that's the one I've seen, and I yeah. liked it. Uh, I think... Yeah, I haven't seen this. No, one. this might be the Edward Norton one. Actually, well, if it's the Edward Norton one, no, I, I love was, that one. We're talking about the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Those of you, that I think I, now that now that we're talking about it, I don't understand. I wonder if this is a mess up because I can't imagine anybody. No, it's not a mess up. This yeah. comes to us from the top tens. I get people that, vote. But, but I'm 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 more concerned. As bad as everybody hated the Hulk, which was the Ang Lee one. Yeah, that that's what's supposed to be in this list. And uh, to be honest, I tried to defend the Ang Lee one for a long time, and it yeah. was so painful <laughs> that I got I started getting mad the more I watched it. Because it was so bad. Number two, I disagree with. Number two, I don't like any of the prequels. Number two, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. It deserves every bit of it because they all were horrible. I didn't think so. I thought the first one. I thought uh, Episode One. I didn't. Best enjoy. thing about that movie was the popcorn. Number one, Spider Man Three. Now that's the one with. Um, I don't think I've seen. What's it. his face from uh, from uh, b- b- uh, Wings? What's his name? I don't from, know. The guy played. He was uh, Sandman, right? I have no idea. I don't remember. No, I saw the one with Sandman. Was that the third one? I think so. Because it wasn't that bad. I liked it. Yeah, wasn't that bad at all. If you can't complain about those movies at all, you should just complain about Tobey Maguire. I tell you, what people don't complain about is our theme music. No, it's so good. Mark Patch brought it. By the way, Thomas Hayden Church was Sandman. Okay. And uh, Topher Grace was Venom. I kind of enjoyed that one. Oh, I know why they didn't like it. There was the whole emo bar scene where uh, oh, the yeah. wire starts acting weird. That's right. Yeah. I'm not going to defend that. Hey, thanks. I'm not really going to defend any of these at all, to be honest. Those of you that are, have made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much. Yeah, because we don't even know what we talked about. Thanks for listening. You missed five minutes of hilarity that my co-host made it cut. Yeah. With good reason. Hey, pass the salsa. Salsa? Take us home, Mark. Please take us home. It was just like a little snare drum thing at the end. That would make it really good oh. together.